Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. My name is Alan Stamford and welcome to Othello in Offaly. Othello, now with doubt rotting his brain, comes storming in. Villain, be sure thou prove my love a whore. Be sure of it. Give me the ocular proof, for by the worth of mine eternal soul, thou hast been better have been born a dog than answer my wicked wrath. Be sure thou prove my love a whore. Not find me some evidence to prove her innocent, but be sure you prove that she's a whore. His whole attitude has taken that negative turn. Is it come to this? If thou dost slander her and torture me, never pray more. Abandon all remorse. On horror's head, the horrors accumulate. Do deeds to make heaven weep. All earth amaze, for nothing canst thou to damnation add greater than that. And at this moment, Shakespeare's preparing us, very cleverly, for Othello's real anger. The anger of the savage mind. We've seen Othello as a romantic figure. We've seen him as an innocent lover. And we've seen him as a very able commander. Now we're going to see him as a very dangerous and emotional, savage man. By the world, I think my wife be honest and think she is not. I think thou art just and think thou art not. And notice again the repetition of the word think. We heard it earlier in the play and again Shakespeare brings it back. I think she's honest. I think she is not. I think that you are just. I think you are not. The thoughts are conflicting in Othello's mind. Thinking one thing, thinking the other, not knowing where to settle. I'll have some proof. Her name, that was as fresh as Diane's visage, is now begrimed and black as mine own face. Would I were satisfied? You would be satisfied. Would? Nay, I will. And may, but how? How satisfied, my lord? Would you, the supervisor, grossly gape on, behold her, topped? Death and damnation. That's a very interesting point that Iago makes. How much proof do you want? Do you want me to stand you in a window, the window of her bedroom, and let you watch them doing it? I can't do that. And even, even Othello at that point actually thinks, no, that's going too far, death and damnation. But that's Iago's genius. He'll push Othello right to the edge. Do you actually want to see her doing it? And he knows Othello. He knows Othello will say, no, 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 I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. Where is satisfaction? It is impossible you should see this. Were they as prime as goats, as hot as monkeys, as salt in wills and pride? But yet I say, if imputation and strong circumstances which lead directly to the door of truth will give you the satisfaction, you may have it. If imputation and strong circumstance which lead directly to the door of truth, very interesting phrase. In other words, will you accept circumstantial evidence? I can't physically prove to you that they're having sex, that she's unfaithful to you. I can't show you that because you wouldn't even want to see it. But would you accept a little bit of circumstantial evidence? If I can prove that it is, on the balance, the weight of probability, pretty certain that she's doing it, will you believe that? Give me a living reason she is disloyal. I do not like the office, but since I am entered in this cause so far, pricked to it by foolish honesty and love, I will go on. I lay with Cassio lately, and, being troubled with a raging tooth, I could not sleep. There are a kind of men so loose of soul that in their sleeps will mutter their affairs, one of this kind is Cassio. In sleep I heard him say, Sweet Desdemon, let us be wary, let us hide our loves. Now, he's very clever again. He's saying, I just happened. Now, they're soldiers, they're out in the field all the time. So there they were, they were sleeping in the same tent. And he suggests that Cassio was talking in his sleep. Nobody can disprove it. 
but he suggests that Cassio's was talking in his sleep. And he uses a very clever ploy. He has Cassio in this alleged sleep-talking scene utter the words, sweet Desdemon. Not sweet Desdemona, sweet Desdemon. It sounds much more like a pet name than calling her by her full name. It suggests an intimacy. Let us be wary, let us hide our loves. And then, sir, would he gripe and wring my hand, cry, Cursed fate that gave thee to the moor. Oh, monstrous, monstrous! Nay, this was but his dream. But this denoted a foregone conclusion? This was but his dream, says Iago. It couldn't possibly be true. Iago is so clever. He's not saying this definitely happened. He's saying, well, I heard it, but it's probably not true. Iago's maintaining his own innocence in this situation all the time. Interestingly, just as after the fight scene where Cassio wounded Montano, Iago seems to be defending Cassio, seems to be defending Desdemona, while all the time putting more evidence against them. And this may help to thicken other proofs that do demonstrate thinly. I'll tear her all to pieces. Nay, but be wise, yet we see nothing done. She may be honest yet. There you are. Clever, 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 clever thinking. This may help to thicken other proofs that just demonstrate thinly. All he's suggesting is this is just circumstantial evidence, and if she's guilty, maybe this might help to prove it. Othello's reaction is absolute. I'll tear her all to pieces. He's already bought the idea. But Iago, clever as ever, no, don't overreact. Yet we see nothing done. Now he's already said, we can't see anything done. But now he's using that idea as a protector of Desdemona. We see nothing done. She may be honest yet, all the time, seeming to defend Desdemona. Now he uses his wonderful piece of evidence. Tell me but this, have you not sometimes seen a handkerchief spotted with strawberries in your wife's hand? I gave her such a one, t'was my first gift. I know not that, but such a handkerchief, I am sure it was your wife's, did I today see Cassio wipe his beard with. If it be that. If it be that, or any that was hers, it speaks against her with the other proofs. And he's done it. He's found that handkerchief, been given to him by Amelia, he's looked at it, he's thought, I can use this, and use it he does, by making the simple suggestion that Cassio now has it, and that he saw him wipe his face with it. If it be that, says Othello, if it be that, says Iago. He doesn't even say, it is that. He says, if it's her handkerchief, all the time, gently, gently feeding, never coming out with a direct lie, never coming out with a direct statement, always by imputation and circumstance. Oh, that the slave had 40,000 lives, one is too poor, too weak for my revenge. Now do I see, tis true. In other words, Othello has now completely bought it. Because of the doubts about his own age, his own color, his own social condition, because of his fear of losing her, he's now accepted as truth a whole series of circumstantial evidence for which there is no real proof. But that's Iago's wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding that the human condition is prone to suspicion and that when suspicion is planted, it will fester. And Othello, because he is an innocent, without that depth of understanding of the human condition, has bought it. Othello has now decided she's guilty. Look here, Iago. All my fond love, thus do I blow to heaven. Tis gone. Arise, black vengeance, from thy hollow cell. Yield up, O love, thy crowned and hearted throne to Tyrion's hate. Swell bosom with thy fraught, for tis of aspect's tongues. Yet be content. O blood, blood, blood! Patience, I say, your mind perhaps may change. 
Your mind perhaps may change. Be patient. Don't make that decision yet. The one decision that Iago wants Othello to make, Othello has now made, but Iago, being clever, says, no, 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 don't make it yet. You may change your mind. You may, knowing that when he says you may change your mind, it will actually make Othello more determined. It's a brilliant use of a negative to create a positive. Never, Iago. Like to the Pontic Sea, whose icy current and compulsive course ne'er feels retiring ebb, but keeps you onto the Propontic and Hellespont. Even so, my bloody thoughts with violent pace shall ne'er look back, ne'er ebb to humble love, till that a capable and wider revenge swallow them up. Now, by yon marble heaven, in a due reverence of a sacred vow, I here engage my words. And that's important. He kneels down and he makes an oath. Now, to Othello, an oath is absolute. That's part of his makeup. He is a man of honor, a man of royal blood, a man who values his word and values truth. So when he gets to the point of kneeling down and saying, here, by yon marble heaven, in the due reverence of a sacred vow, I here engage my words, that's it. He has made an oath and there will be no going back. Do not rise yet. Witness you ever-burning lights above, you elements that clip us round about. Witness that here Iago doth give up the execution of his wit, hands, heart. To wrong the fellow's service, let him command, and to obey shall be in me remorse, what bloody business ever. I greet thy love, not with vain thanks, but with acceptance, bounteous, and will upon the instant put thee to it. Within these three days, let me hear thee say that Cassio's not alive. Wonderful that, isn't it? Iago makes the same oath. Now, of course, we know that you can't believe a word that comes out of Iago's mouth. But everybody else in the play truly believes that Iago is utterly honest, utterly truthful. So when Iago kneels down and says, I take the same vow, and more than that, I pledge myself completely to Othello's service, Othello absolutely and utterly believes him, and then makes one simple request. It's not a request, it's an order. It's an absolute instruction. Within these three days, let me hear thee say, that Cassio's not alive. It is a death sentence. It has no justification in law, it has no justification in honor. It is saying, I want vengeance. You will do it. My friend is dead, tis done at your request, but let her live. And there he does it again. My friend is dead, but don't kill Desdemona. He knows exactly what answer Othello will give. Damn her, lewd minx, oh damn her. Come, go with me apart. I will withdraw to furnish me with some swift means of death for the fair devil. Now art thou my lieutenant. I am your own forever. And Iago has all that he wanted in his grasp. Cassio condemned to death. Desdemona certainly condemned to death. And he is now lieutenant. Right at the beginning of the play, his one problem that Cassio had been made lieutenant rather than him. What he wanted, what gnawed at him, was getting that job. And now he's got it. And the price of getting it will be the death of Cassio and the death of Desdemona. And for Othello, in his own imagination, there is only one person left that he can completely and absolutely trust. Honest Iago. And thank you to Niall Towie and to James Fearham from Wilson's Hospital School for reading that extract. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.